audio rolling. Action. Which one's the... There should also the be a red yeah. button next to a camera. That's what I pressed. It should. Is it on video? Oh, maybe not. No, didn't. Don't you like before the scenes audio? Come on now. Harley has no idea what she's doing. That's the best kind of before the scenes audio. We're wasting battery life. <laughs> I got it now. As soon as you stood up, I got it. Literally as soon as you stood up. She said she's got it. it. She said she's got it. I was like, oh wait, yeah, the dial thing. I want to get makeup on this. Can we talk about how I'm kind of sad about the fact that I put makeup on and then I have to wash it off like right away? You're the one that wanted to put makeup on. Because it makes me pretty. I'm not wearing makeup. Am I still pretty? (laughs) (laughs) Camera's rolling. Camera's rolling. Both of them. Yeah. Is it red when it's recording? Yep. Oh, I've never... Hello. Hello, and welcome to Your Thoughts Podcast. This is Tyler Beck, and I've got Brandy Lane here, and we're going to talk about the Art Institute. Uh, We're changing things up. Brandy's actually usually behind the camera, but today we've got Harley behind the camera, and she's also got a mic. I sure do, and I really don't know what I'm doing. You're just going to ask questions (laughs) if you don't know what's happening, I suppose. (laughs) I'm not used to being on the side of the camera. She's a good camera person. Doggos. Doggos are mean. So, the Art Institute. I went there. I did too, actually. Mm. I got an associate's in graphic design and I never received my degree. Oh, that's really weird. Uh, I didn't graduate because the school closed abruptly on me as I was attending. Yeah. Yeah, that That's what we're here to talk about. That happened to a lot of students, didn't it? It did. It happened to about uh, the school abruptly closed. Uh, the one that I went to specifically uh, to 200, 200 students. Was that only in your program or is that? 200 students were attending the Art Institute of Phoenix that were told they were not allowed to attend because it was closing. Did that 200 include the students that were also attending Argosy upstairs? I don't think so, no. Interesting. I wonder how many students from that school didn't Argosy was upstairs from the Art Institute for anybody who doesn't know Argosy owned the Art Institute slash they were the same people yeah they were housed in the same building as well and in Phoenix's case I think it was different for other places but after Phoenix closed we were going to go to Seattle and that one also closed it's been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun. Um, so what, from your understanding, what exactly happened to cause the Art Institute to close? Um, there, was, there was a lot of rumors of the schools closing before 
Um, all of it even happened. There was a lot of students that were looking for other institutions to go to because the Art Institute always had accreditation issues and a lot of the teachers had their credibility questioned and it just wasn't a lot of fun. So finally, when um, they had they had switched receivership over from whoever owned them before to the Dream Center Education Holdings and they... Everybody just got this big, everything's going to be okay. You're going to have all that accreditation. You're going to get jobs when you graduate. This just, this saved us. We are now the perfect college. And so everybody was like, oh, cool, great. This is awesome. And probably within six months of the Dream Center taking care of the art institutes, um, we were alerted that the schools were closing. A little backstory on the company that owned the Dream Center Education Holdings uh, prior to them purchasing it. Uh, it was Education Management Corporation. They were acronymed EMC or EDMC. Um, and they they actually had declining student, um, student inflow and they were already being sued prior to my attending the Art Institute in November of 2015. They were already being sued for accreditation issues and uh, boiler room sales tactics. So it this seemed like it was coming for a long time, but nobody knew about it. And the Department of Education seemed to let it happen as well because Argosy was also having problems. Uh, it's it's fun because I've I've never hated anyone in politics more than I hate Betsy DeVos at the moment because there's, there's a lot of responsibility that should be placed um, upon... What what kind of colleges are we running? Are they legitimate? Should we really be allowing people to run illegitimate colleges and take hundreds of thousands of dollars from students for a degree that does not help them? Right. There's There needs to be somebody up there making sure that happens. And I was under the impression that the Department of Education is doing that. And after looking more into Betsy DeVos and everything about the Department of Education, they're not doing anything. They don't care who owns a college. Yeah, I've heard it mentioned that she has a more favorable attitude towards uh, for-profit institutions, but what's complicated about this whole thing was Dream Center Education Holdings, I don't know if they switched over to a nonprofit or if they were already a nonprofit. It uh when when the Ardents when I when you were attending the Art Institute. It was a for-profit university. Right, but that was under uh, EDMC. Right, and then when the Dream Center Education Holdings bought it, it turned from a for-profit to a non-profit. So it was, we're like, yeah, now we're a good college. I actually graduated right before Dream Center purchased the, the whole franchise. They didn't purchase every single school, though. Uh, Pittsburgh wasn't included in that purchase. For some reason, the the Department of Education didn't allow that one to go through. Here's here's an idea of how um, unexpected the the turn of events were. Um, a lot of the, a lot of teachers were very kept in the dark about all of it, um, but you could tell that they could see some kind of behind the scenes. I remember attending the Art Institute, and shortly before it was all announced to close down, there were plans listed across the schools that talked about new renovations that were coming in, what kind of, what, what the classrooms were going to look like, what the new floors that were coming in were going to look like, and they were just completely revamping the place only for it to suddenly be announced that it's closing. Yeah, and when, uh, when we went to go visit Seattle, and I think we did it in February. 
Well, 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 let's, let's talk more about how that happened. Yeah, because that was a second closure. That was after the, the initial closure of, it, I don't even remember how many schools closed at that point. Well, we had, um, I, I was attending Phoenix. It announced that it was going to be closing, and they, they told students, the students were given one of three options. They were told that they could drop out and they qualify for closed school discharge. They were told that they could use the credits that they have now, keep their loans, and move to another university. And just and that was what they really, really pushed on students. They're very, they're very much pushing the second option. They're very much pushing the third option, which I took, which was if you go to another art institute, we will give you half off of your remaining tuition. Right. And just to clarify, that was the uh, um, the the initial closure that we're talking about was announced July of 2018 and that was uh, they ceased enrollment of like 31 locations but this was actually happening prior to that uh, Tucson Tucson's Art Institute closed well before even I attended and there were other locations that also shut down Tucson had to have closed either while you were attending or shortly after graduating because I remember the really large influx of students that started attending the Art Institute of Phoenix I had a classmate who was driving the two-hour drive back and forth from Tucson to Phoenix because he had two classes a week, and that that was all he could do. He couldn't relocate to Phoenix. How do you come up with the money to relocate like that? Yeah. Which is where my situation was more unique because they offered me a half-off discount, which I thought, oh, cool, maybe I can just go to another school. And suddenly I got this uh, check in the mail that was for $3,000 and it was a refund from the school. So come to find out I had already borrowed all of these loans. And so what they had to do was contact FAFSA, whoever was issuing my loans, Cornerstone. Somebody sent me a check for $3,000, which was all of my loans combined. My Pell Grant, my subsidized and unsubsidized loans. And I was told after I called the Art Institute, why did I get this check? They said it was because it was refunded and that I would be getting these checks every three months. And that told me, oh my God, $1,000 a month being paid from my school, I could go to a really good city, give me really good exposure, and it's basically paid for, and I just pay these loans back later. I have to pay them back anyway, right? So I jumped on to that, and I saw that the Art Institute of Seattle was still open, and Seattle just sounded like the perfect place to go. And at that point, there were, I think, I think there were three locations in Texas that were still open. I think maybe one or two in California. Seattle was still open. Nevada was still open. And then a bunch on the East Coast, I think. Uh, uh, Pittsburgh was still open. But they had closed like 30 locations at that point. They had closed a lot of other locations that I was looking into that would have been much more convenient. Like they're... We have, we've since relocated to Idaho and we'll get more into that, but the Art Institute of Portland is right across the way. My family lives out here in Idaho, so I, I would have jumped right on to go to Oregon because everything would have been so close. It would have just been so easy. And then I always wanted to go to Colorado, maybe end up in Colorado one day. The Art Institute of Denver ended up closing. Every single place that I was looking at, the Art Institutes of California were closing down. It was, it was a mess. And I, we had gotten an email from... Uh, the Art Institute of Seattle, which was basically this huge, like, reassurance. Like, I know you guys are going through a lot of stress. I know this is all very weird, but we're not. We have no plans of closing. Yeah, that was, uh, I actually have that right here. It was Claudie, or Claude Brown. Uh, She was the president of 
all of the art institutes, of the art institutes. She was reassuring students that she was reassuring students that Seattle wasn't closing. And that was October 31st of 2018. So when we attended Seattle to try to figure out what was happening, that was in February, late February. And Seattle shut down March 8th, right after we were there, like literally eight days after we attended. Yeah, to we see had, what was going I, on. I, I set my, I set my gears towards Seattle and we, we were like, let's do this. Um, and we were looking at a bunch of places to live online and we had finally said, let's go visit the city. Let's go see what it's like. Let's go see where we're going to live. So we did that. We're traveling around and we're like, let's go see the Art Institute while we're here may as well see the building and i had been we visited in it was february Wait, stop it's okay you can just uh, movie hit. recording has been stopped temporarily or automatically that camera should still be on yeah it is so that that's fine you can just restart the it's at 12 minutes so it's going to do that every 12 minutes oh that would have been sorry sorry <laughs> But we, since that one's still going, that one will go. Is it going to just start automatically? No, do you, go ahead and hit record again. You can even hit it as that's still on the screen and it'll go back to recording. Well, that one will go for like 30 minutes, right? I told you I didn't know what I was doing. Just keep an eye on the other one. It should go for the whole 30 minutes, but it might just shut itself off. That's You, you have you know a lot of things to look at. Yeah, no. that one will shut off one more time before that one may shut off. And then yeah, just keep watching the cameras. That's, okay. The audio is still going, so it's fine. Okay. I'm a camera operator, not a camera teacher. <laughs> you know what? I'm neither, so we're all learning new things today. We I had to learn all of this me. from just doing this. I mean, I took one camera class, but it was an online class, and you know how easy those things are. So Brandy here went to school for film. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't go to school. Um, anyway, let's. We'll we'll jump back in. I remember where I left off. I had. Um, I started attending Seattle. Um, I s- attended Seattle online. I have I had already set this all into play, and that was when I had gotten my check. And we were still living in Arizona at that point, so you yeah, were attending I was online taking, courses. I was later. taking my online courses, um, and I had gotten. I took I want to say two classes, which they give you a class um, every half quarter. So I took a whole quarter's worth of classes. I may have even taken two. I would have to look back at my transcripts, but I'm pretty sure it was just a quarter's worth of classes. And then they suddenly they dropped me. And I was warned over the phone when I was talking to administrative people that there's not a lot of online classes left for you. You're going to have to move on to campus. So I just let them know that I'd be ready to move on to campus by April. And I was told that's okay. That's fine. Um, Little did we know we had planned to visit it come come February. I have been out of classes for a month now. I haven't heard from anybody. No emails, no phone calls, nothing. And we go, we go to Seattle, we go to visit, and uh, we go to the art institutes, we go to their financial offices, and they basically tell me they have no idea who I am, and that they're not accepting re-enrolling students. And uh, that, was a, that was a red flag, because that was exactly what the Art Institute of Phoenix said before they closed their doors, we're not accepting re-enrolling students. So we asked uh, the... I believe he was a financial services person. I'm, I don't recall exactly who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, we asked him, this was before it was officially announced to the students that the school was shutting down. We asked him if it was a good idea for us to move out to Seattle because there was no warning at all. 
nobody knew what was happening. They had ceased enrollment of continuing students, and it, it's. Well, then everybody was left in the dark. It, um, the financial aid officers, it's very difficult to tell what was happening or rather not they were allowed to talk about it because when, when we went there and we talked to him, he there wasn't a whole lot he could tell us. We asked him a lot. We were like, what's happening to the schools? Like, who's getting into receivership? What Are, is, are the schools accredited? Is Seattle going to stay open? And he just had to shrug to all of it. He was like, they're really not telling us anything. I, I have no idea what we're doing. Oh, So when Tyler finally came up with a question... Are, should we move here? Are we're going to drop everything? We have our sixty-day notice in to our apartment complex. We're moving here in weeks. Should we do this? And he was like, "No, no, don't do that." Yeah, and literally eight days later, on March eighth, we were there, like February twenty something. On March eighth, they shut down, and the students had no idea. The students fucking freaked at that place, dude. Yeah, they the students were looting uh, the Art Institute's equipment because they just lost their education and the, the school just shut them out. It said they lost, uh, from what I read, I'm pretty sure they lost, I think, $60,000 worth of equipment between camera rentals that were just never returned after the school was announced closed to people ripping the computers out and just putting them in their backpacks and they just left. Yeah. And let me stress again, there was no warning. They, they did The not students warn woke the up students. to an email on Friday, March 8th that said the Art Institute of Phoenix is closed. And that was exactly what faculty woke up to as well, because faculty was also not alerted that the school was closing. And then uh, there is this group. Actually, I, w- I want to touch on this real quick before I talk about that. Uh, um, the, the day that we returned from Seattle... Uh, March 4th, my uncle sent me an article uh, from Arizona Central or something like that, uh, one of the news organizations, about Argosy University in Phoenix. Uh, They were having allegations thrown around about altering documents, uh, um, they were altering documents that were supposed to go back to the Department of Education uh, about tuition money that was given to them. So they were essentially fabricating information about tuition money to the Department of Education. And they were already being... uh, They they had a microscope on them already before they shut down. Well, and what 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 were they doing with that money that they were stifling? They were paying their employees... That's how they were getting their payroll from government student loans that they were lying about on paper. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was the perfect noise. Yeah. So we, we, we visited Seattle. We um, we got the news and we, we had already put in our 60-day notice. We were leaving our apartment complex. That was it. Yeah. It was It was already said and done. And there, we, there was no way I could just move to Seattle anyway. I was expecting an extra thousand dollars a month from the school. So the time frame. <laughs> Sorry. What was that? <laughs> one My the, bad. One of the mics. So the time frame from July of 2018 until, say, February of 2019, the expectation was we were going to move to Seattle. We had our money set on Seattle. We were planning careers in seattle going to school in seattle can you even imagine what it would have been like to have 
gone to Seattle and found an apartment and signed a lease and put down all of this money into of like if they if they had done this a month later, we would have been in Seattle. We would have been living in our fucking micro studio apartment for fifteen hundred dollars a month. Do you and we would have and I would have lost everything. I would have lost the money that we had to live. We would have had to have bailed out our lease. Yeah. And nobody would have paid for that. I mean neither that or just worked, but it would have been so fucking expensive. There would have been no way. There would have been no fucking way. No. Not as entry level. So uh, yeah. But after Seattle shut down, I saw in there was this group that you and I are both a part of, and thousands of other Art Institute students are a part of. It's called I Am AI. I Am AI, like the Art Institute. And it, it, uh, it's a collective of lawyers and students and former faculty members and a variety of other people as affiliated with all of this. And uh, some of the faculty members were posting letters that were sent out about payment to them being withheld. Um, I'm pretty sure the teachers still haven't been paid. Really? That, I don't think that last paycheck ever made it out. No, I don't think anybody's ever been paid. Um, that that group will we'll, we'll touch a lot more into that, but it's it was it was originated for students that were f um, basically tricked into going to the art institutes. It's a it's a big fraudulent page. Like I was frauded by the art institutes. They promised me all of my hopes and dreams, and that my degree would get me where it needed to go, and that they would help me find a job and that they're fully accredited, and here I am, five years after graduation, still working at fucking McDonald's because I've been told by several companies that my degree does not mean anything, and I have found from other people that the art institutes did not give me enough knowledge to actually work in this field. And these people, after you, don't, after you get forbearances and you have to defer your loans and you're just struggling to pay for it, they, that interest adds up, and there's people in that group that have... 200,000 plus in their student loans for even just two years of college because they either dropped out or they have a degree that's useless to them. And something to clarify about the Art Institute, the credits that you accumulate within that school's framework are not transferable to other schools more than like half the time. It's um, a lot of students that... Um, Unless it's like general education courses, they don't really transfer because there's they're so specific in what they're teaching, but it's not. I'm so sorry. I saw that coming and I didn't even. <laughs> That's fine. He can leave me a voicemail. So unprofessional. <laughs> no, it happens. Was that your boss? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's my boss's boy. You just silenced your boss. I just silenced my boss's boy. Rob is not calling me. Jason's calling me. He's okay, not that's fair. He'll leave a voice message. I know where I'm at. I'm at, I'm at the barracks tomorrow. The barracks. We're behind. Just by the way, everything's still recording. Just, yeah. just so you know. I would hope so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, heightened cash monitoring one and two. That's what Argosy was on. Sorry. What? <laughs> I have, uh, while all of this was happening, I wrote an op-ed and I posted it to my website. 
It's called The Fall of a Major Institution, The Art Institute from the Eyes of the Students, and it's about Brandy's story and my story and what what was actually going on behind the scenes with uh, Education Management Corporation and uh, the lawsuits that were happening prior to that and then the, the uh, transference of the company to Dream Center Education Holdings. It, I talk about the Phoenix Art, Art Institute closing and include uh, information about uh, Argosy and documents that were sent through email to us. Like, there's a lot of details within this article, and I recommend anybody that's interested in this podcast to to check that out. Yeah, it's like everything we're talking about, but with all of the uh, with all the research behind it, and with all yeah. of the this is what was happening when and what other lawsuits were going on, and kind of all of the behind the scenes of the school itself versus our personal story. Yeah, because this is all just off the top of our head from experience, but there's some of its conjectures. So there's a lot of information here, and I recommend people to actually look into this because it's it's crazy how they've gotten away with all of this. And that's what really makes you question um, colleges altogether. If if there's anything that I've learned from this experience is that I'm not I'm not going back. I was going to school for a film degree because after high school, you're promised that if you don't get a college degree, you're not going to get anywhere in life. And I wanted to do art. I wanted to do film. And I heard so many horror stories from other people that were um, pursuing a film degree that, oh, well, I got into the field and I did all of this stuff and I got into this company and suddenly they asked me at my job interview, where's your bachelor's? And... So it was thought to me that my best course of action was to go pursue a bachelor's. Yeah. And I went and pursued a bachelor's. And the more that I look into it, there's, I'm not going back. Do you have any idea how many for-profit film schools there are out there? For-profit art schools, for-profit interior design schools. It's horrifying. Yeah. For me, it was, I, I had hoped that graphic design would actually be a feasible career path because there's there's so many graphic design positions but there's also the the flip side of that there are so many people pursuing graphic design it's a very competitive industry just like any other uh field in the art industry it's saturated and that's and yeah. that's where it's hard and that's where i thought getting a bachelor's degree would that would just set me up at the top i have a bachelor's i'm better than the rest of you and these schools touted like employment after school kind of stuff like they had this the the job placement stuff the the art institute of phoenix had a job placement rate if you graduate from the art institutes you will graduate with a job in your field 100 percent of the time is what they advertise students would graduate and find a job in their field for your degree yes for a filmmaking degree right and i remember seeing that that was only for like the the statistics for the job placement after graduation fluctuated year to year, but it, it's, on it's yours so in the sad. Wayback Machine on the the website that they provided um, job placement information for, it said a hundred percent, which is uh, that's maybe for like that class. It's so sad but that's because so it's so unrealistic. It sounds very, like they were lying. It sounds like straight up lies. They were. It's it appears to be because we have we have Tyler's stepmom here who's gone to the art institutes and who believed it was a very very great it was an accredited school and people who graduated from there went places. 
And it seems like 20 years ago, the art institutes were not what they are now. They were, they were highly looked upon schools. They were a good place to get your degree. And, and now they're just not. And that's where it's very difficult for people like me to have been able to see that. I didn't realize I had to research my colleges to find out rather not I was being scammed. Yeah. It seems like a lot of bullshit. Like the, I, I've always had the assumption that the Department of Education was doing that, but apparently not. So make sure you research what <laughs> school you're going to before you actually sink money into it. The uh, rumor has it, I, I still haven't actually fact-checked this, so you can go ahead and do that for your podcast here, but rumor has it that Betsy DeVos had, when she had released her financial records, that she had some sort of ties to the Art Institute of Phoenix. Really? And that was, the uh, the IMAI group was very, very interested in that. Was it specifically the Art Institutes, or was it Dream Center? It, I, it would have been the Art Institutes was what was mentioned. Was it like previous... Like I, EDMC? I'll have I, to look into that. Yeah, you'll have to. I didn't look at the documents. It was just hearsay from a lot of the people in the group. We're just about 30 minutes since, and we've we've covered so far just what happened with the institutions. But I would also like to get into the ordeal that you've had to deal with with your student loans. How How they kind of have just thrown you around until somebody else got involved. Yeah, there was... Um, I... After everything that had happened to me, I was told that I qualify for what's called a closed school discharge. A closed school discharge happens when you attend college and it closes while you're in the middle of attending. And that doesn't matter. It specifically states in FSA regulations that rather or not you were a branch of the school that you're going to is still open, rather or not you're at the main campus or if that main campus is still open, if, the, if any school closes, if you were attending a school and it closed, you qualify for closed school discharge. So I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix and it closed and I went to the Art Institute of Seattle and it closed qualified for closed school discharge right they didn't they didn't think so and um, why didn't they think so they had um when I sent in all of my closed school discharge paperwork I got a letter back from Cornerstone which is my loan servicer and they said you do not qualify for closed school discharge because you do not have any loans for the Art Institute of Phoenix I was like, well, that's pretty weird because I went there for like three whole years. Very vividly remember walking those halls. Yeah. And uh, I, I sure didn't pay. You there. Yeah, I sure didn't pay $30,000 out of pocket. I just, I didn't work a cool enough job to do that. I remember riding the light rail to school with you and uh, hanging out at like coffee shops doing homework. Yeah. I, I, you were definitely there, I think. I, I'm pretty sure I remember being there. And so I, I, ch I checked it out and I went to my loan servicer's website for, mind you, the first time ever. I've never logged into there. Who wants to sit there and look at their recruiting debt from college? I mean, honestly, it's horrifying thinking about how much debt you have. So I logged in and it had said that my loans were from the Art Institute of Las Vegas. And honestly, thank, thank goodness that that Art Institute group had been made and that I had found my way into it. I had actually been invited to it from other members that had been involved with the, uh, with the school closing. And For real, that, got, that uh, group was a godsend. And I... It was a fountain of information. Yeah, I basically ended up popping into that group and I was like, what is happening and a bunch of students had chimed in and they were like, I'm also from the Art Institute of Phoenix. And they did this to me. 
and looking further into it, it looked um, and based upon what I was talking about, I don't want to derail you, but I want to um, just get clarification on something that I've been wondering. Did they actually fulfill the teach out process that they mentioned they were going to do before they shut down? They were told there was not going to be a teach out process when when. But didn't they promise a teach out process? No. Isn't that when, like when college is closed? Isn't that federally mm-hmm. required? That's not something I have the answer to. But when colleges close, that's one of the options that either they're required to give or they do give. And when the Art Institute of Phoenix closed and when the Art Institute of Seattle closed, they told us students specifically, we will not be offering a teach-out program. And then that was where the other the other options came into place. Um, the only students that were allowed to stay at the Art Institute of Phoenix were the students that were graduating by December, which was when the Art Institute of Phoenix officially closed. And even then, a lot of them didn't graduate. Right, and and most of them didn't receive their degrees. I I'm I would love to touch base with Vanessa and see if she ever got her degree. Yeah, Dream Center never contacted me back about getting my degree. And you graduated like two years ago. Yeah. 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 yeah time's fun. Um, but yeah, they they had said that my loans were from the Art Institute of Las Vegas, and. Come to find out this happened to plenty of other students. They were all like, my loans are from Vegas too, but I attended Phoenix. What is going on? And come to find out that um, the Art Institute of Las Vegas, um, it, it had had its own accreditation issues. So what had happened was when Phoenix closed, the it's Art Institute of Las Vegas. It's dark, by the way. Yeah. Um, the Art Institute of Las Vegas had also um, like threatened closure, but then it had other people trying to bring it bring it back to life. Other teachers got involved, and they were going to make their own LLC for the Art Institute of Las Vegas. So Keep talking. They, I'm going to fix the white balance or something. Okay. I believe in you. I'm sorry. I'm useless. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's fine. I wouldn't be able to do it either. We didn't think I'd do this. <laughs> the sun is going down. Oh, that doesn't look that bad. I'm more talking about that one. Oh, fuck that one. Okay. Um, the Anyway, long story short, the Art Institute of Las Vegas got the governmental school code from the Art Institute of Phoenix. So when you, vo- when you borrow money from FAFSA, for anybody that's ever done it, you have to enter the code of the school that you want the money to go towards. And I entered the Art Institute of Phoenix, you know, the one I went to. And it ended up being changed. Um, the Art Institute of Las Vegas took it. So when Phoenix officially closed in the database, every single person who attended the Art Institute of Phoenix, it just it was immediately changed to the Art Institute of Nevada, Las Vegas. And let's add that the Art Institute of Nevada, Las Vegas, uh, that location actually also went under. And the faculty pitched in to try to purchase the school so it wasn't even owned by dream center education holdings at this point and that is still currently happening um there there was a recent article released about about the teachers they they're just getting their final check can you can you take over the school do you have the money to do it there the accreditation is in its final um steps of process of um being transferred over um and so it it was it was very frustrating because um, Cornerstone was not uh, any any loan servicer to be quite honest with you was not really prioritizing the situation, and they were, they were very unsympathetic about it. Um, I I went to Phoenix. I qualify for closed school discharge. Um, I had already qualified. I had you need I needed to fill out two. 
because I went to Seattle as well. And when I filled out Seattle's paperwork, they were like, oh yeah, Seattle closed. And they gave me my discharge and it was really no problem. So I was really confused as to why it was such a hassle to get my loans forgiven through Phoenix. And, uh, and bear my, in mind, this was happening over the span of months. Yeah. This wasn't like a, a day. This was months. Yeah. The first time I had ever called Cornerstone, um, when I got that letter back in the mail that said, you don't qualify for discharge because your loans are from Vegas. I called Cornerstone and I was like, well, what do I do? I didn't, I didn't attend Vegas. I can send you proof. I have my transcripts if that's what you want. And they were like, no, no, just just go ahead and fill out a closed school discharge for the Art Institute of Las Vegas because Las Vegas was already threatening closure. So I'm like, whatever. And I did that. And I got a letter sent back in the mail that was like, you don't qualify for closed school discharge because Las Vegas is still open. And I was like, well, what do I do? So I call Cornerstone again. This is probably a couple of weeks, if not a month later, because, man, you postal mail. <laughs> They just, uh, they wait like weeks before they send it. Seven to ten days. Yeah, after it's been sitting in their mailbox, or their, their outbox, sorry, not the one that, mailmen do a good job. People that send letters don't do a good job, if that makes any sense. But it anyway, to the U.S. Mail Service. Um, but anyway, they, um, it, it was probably almost a month that I had gotten the news back, uh, if not like two, three weeks, that I don't qualify for forgiveness again. I call them and they tell me, um, well, we're just going to have to wait until the Department of Education updates its systems. There's nothing we can do to help you. We have to wait until it's updated in the system that that's not the correct school code. And I was like, I mean, I don't, I don't really care what school code it's under. The school I went to is closed and I have proof I went there. And they were just like, not our problem. Start paying us in a week. And I had, at that point in time, my loans were two weeks out. They were two weeks out and I had gotten a hold of um, a Tyler had posted the letter that I got from Cornerstone that said, you don't qualify for close school discharge because Las Vegas is still open. And he put the caption that it was for me and that I went to Phoenix and kind of just being like, what should we do? And somebody from an organization called the Debt Collective, Thomas Gokey, oh, my savior, he had um, posted um, in that chat and was basically like, how about we, how about we hop on the phone and we talk about this? Let's, let's see a little bit more about this. And so I hop on the phone with him and he had actually called Cornerstone with me that day. He was on the phone with me. We called them together to talk about, I didn't go to Vegas. So what do I do? And, uh, and yeah, they, the Cornerstone was just very unsympathetic about it. And eventually, um, the debt collective and Thomas Gokey got me and another person's case, which was the exact same situation different uh actually same loan servicer um sorry cornerstone you're gonna get a lot of flack for this um and uh they they pushed our case over to somebody in arizona with their education they got in touch with somebody from congress and they had yeah they uh they had anybody who was affiliated with the art institute of phoenix who uh who, who lost out on their education, they invited everybody to contact the senators and the uh, House representatives of Arizona. Yeah, and they had, um, and, it, and it finally made its way over to Congress floor. They had... Yeah, they had a congressional hearing. They had and, somebody from the Department of Education there. Before that, you... Uh, they also reached out to a reporter with AZ Central... And they had your story aired. That was on, after. 
No, that was before. That was after. That was before. That was before the hearing. The hearing was in the article. That was the second part of the article. That was a, a. It there was the first article, and then there was an additional article that came out. I was pretty sure I remember. Um, I I don't. I know for sure. But between between the time for sure, um, I yeah he uh, he had I had been asked from Thomas permission to use my name on Congress floor and I and I remembered being like oh absolutely please like get get the story out there like tell tell somebody that this is gonna be awful because in two weeks I'm gonna start owing three hundred and sixty dollars a month for school that I'm not going to and that doesn't that doesn't mean anything to me anymore. That's, right. a, that's a big payment, three hundred and sixty dollars a month. You know what? Can car I can I just I can point get? out that they mispronounced your name when they, they said it on the Congress floor? They did. They was did. Was it Brandy Land? Yeah, like Lant or something. Yeah. Lant. <laughs> it it was. They had my paperwork. It was funny, but we knew. I knew who I was. They had like my cornerstone documents that said my name on it. I I wasn't that concerned. Um, but yeah, uh, he had, he had asked me if it was okay. And then he had asked me if it, if it was okay, if I got in touch with somebody from, um, like news reporters and I was like, sure, whatever. He was like, would you be okay with talking to them? Sure. Whatever. And so somebody from AZ central calls me and we have a long talk about what had happened. And she asked me how I, how I felt about it and how personally impacted my life, much like we're talking about here. Told her a lot of my personal story. Well, I don't know. We'll plug in that AZ central article too. Um, Rachel had written that article. She's fantastic. She's very sweet. And yeah, uh, eventually between that article and them, they finally got a Congress hearing and somebody from the Department of Education was meeting with whoever they got in touch with, Arizona Senate, and they explicitly talked about my situation and they talked about another person from the Ardency to Phoenix situation and... uh, discussed what had happened and the fact that we don't qualify for discharge and the fact that there is absolutely no reason and that it is ridiculous that we have to jump through hoops to get this discharge and that it is the quote unquote in that hearing was this is a difference between finite of like freedom in your life and financial ruin if i had to pay those loans even though i didn't graduate because the school closed on me that would have ruined me that would have been it. My credit would have been gone forever. I would have been one of those people that have been that have the two hundred plus thousand dollar loans, and their degree doesn't do anything for them. But I wouldn't have had a degree, which yeah. means less. And eventually, it it was it was still kind of a toss up. Um, that hearing had happened, and we called Cornerstone one more time, and Cornerstone had told me, "Oh, you know what? We'll put you in administrative forbearance." We'll do that for you. Like, that's so sweet. Thank you. Now I don't have to pay yet. And they they still didn't really have any information for us. They still didn't really know what was happening. They still didn't know if I technically qualified for closed school discharge. And after after such a such a fight, they had finally, they broke. And I got a call from somebody directly working with FSA or directly from the Department of Education, a woman had called me and she had said, we, I just want to let you know that it got, your discharge got approved. We have approved it here. We have sent it on over to Cornerstone and you should be getting a letter in the mail soon that says that you've qualified for discharge and that we're sorry for what happened and that it wasn't Cornerstone's fault and that we're going to be looking into the other 200 plus people this happened to in Phoenix explicitly. You can't hear him, can you? 
Um, I don't know if I can hear him in the recording, but I can definitely hear him. Okay. Is make... that camera still going? Yeah, they're both still going. Okay. I'm paying attention. Just making sure. The dog, I believe in you. The dog's just crying. He's so sad because his mom's operating the camera. She won't pay attention to me. I'm about to put you outside, honestly. <laughs> He's like, oh no. He didn't like that word. So, when Cornerstone officially folded and forgave your loans, but do you think that was just a publicity thing at that point? Um, Until Thomas pointed out that they need to forgive it for the other 200 people? I that that was kind of what ended up happening. Um, Thomas was really great to me, and he he I I wouldn't have even gotten this far if it wasn't for him helping me through it. But he he stressed to the person that I had talked to after my loans were discharged. He was like, "You're going to look into the cases of everybody else at the art institutes, right?" And I do I do strongly believe that that had everything to do with it. I. I heard nothing from my loan servicer. Nobody nobody really cared ever until I was contacted by a reporter and until my name hit Congress floor. Then suddenly, right. out of yeah. nowhere, the Department of Education was like, oh, please stop complaining about us. Your yeah. loans are on its way to discharge. Once it became a PR thing and the, the loan company looked like shit, like they were fucking over a ton of students because the reporters were involved, Congress was involved, tons of students were involved, there were lawsuits going on, like it, it became real. But until then, it was just a game to them. It, well, the problem is it, it, it's a game in the first place, right? I mean, the Art Institute, is, went, yeah. it, they, they went on for years from putting students through hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt for degrees that don't do anything for them. And they're used to students calling them being like, hey, my degree's useless and I don't have the money to pay you. And they, that sucks, buddy. That's too bad. I guess Betsy DeVos should do her job or someone in the Department of Education make sure these fraudulent schools aren't happening or you should do your research. Yeah, and this, everything that we have talked about does not even cover people who got the GI bill who got fucked over and you only have one opportunity to use your GI bill. So if you, if you use your GI bill and the art Institute closes, you just lost your education. You served in the military, you get your benefits and you lost them Yeah, because the, the federal government didn't do their fucking job, investigate schools for fraudulent activity and shut them down. The last that I had heard was students that used a GI bill um, any kind of veteran who's attending the Art Institute did not get it back. They were not able to get it back. Yeah. They, they talked just, about that in the congressional hearing as well. They just had they, a large shrug and they were like, well, that's where it went. The money's already gone, man. It's, it's done spent. Don't know how you plan on getting it back. Yeah. And it's sad. I, I've, I have, we, I mean, we have a friend that went to the Art Institute that went in through his GI Bill and he... The school closed while he was attending, and now he can't go anywhere else. He doesn't get the option to transfer to another college and do it, do it again. He he was relying on his GI Bill to get up through college. That's why you joined the military, right? So you have a better opportunity for school, and so you have some good pay, and yeah. And the Art Institute just took part of that away from him. Yeah. What's really surprising is within that uh, IMAI group, the the people that don't believe that this is actually a political issue. 
because that's, that's, how that's else a big is, thing in that group. How else is any of this going to get resolved? Like we need to put pressure on politicians. Well, uh, I think I think a big issue in that group is is naturally, you know, people people of all shapes and sizes got screwed over by the Art Institute, Democrats, Republicans, Independents. We, you know, not not every liberal is an art student. There's plenty of people who saw the job opportunities in those fields and they went for it and they got screwed. And so there's a lot of people in that group that have all of this just you know backbreaking debt and their degree didn't get them anywhere and they're like I. I deserve some justice for what the school did to me and hundreds of thousands of other people. But the only people that are talking about loan forgiveness are people that are very progressive, very on the left-leaning sides, such as Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. People that are like, we should abolish all debt. There's not a lot of people on the right that are talking about that. And there's a lot of people on the right that were screwed over by the art institutes. Yeah. So when when it comes to topic of how do we how do we get these how do we stop this the answer is politics the department of education is our government our government is in charge of that i'm not in charge of that you're not in charge of that it's not a private institution and are we need to have somebody that ensures that the department of education is doing its job like yeah. how Betsy DeVos is not ensuring that the department of education is doing its job and when only left-leaning politicians want to talk about that, then people on the right want to suddenly talk about how it's not a political issue and how politics aren't going to fix this. And that doesn't make any sense. No. It just, it seems like they're apathetic. Not, not, not necessarily saying that Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or whoever is announcing these is going to necessarily fix the problem, but... Boy, would it sure help to not have student debt and would it sure help to have somebody finally step their foot in that picture and say, we need to make sure people going to college. It'd be very beneficial to have a, a, a secretary of education that actually did their job. There are hundreds, maybe thousands, probably thousands of students who have, uh, what is it, Defense Against Repayment applications that have been submitted into the 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 department of education for shit like this like aside from just the schools closing the art institute conducted fraudulent activity and they got sued for it they paid out like 90 million dollars in 2015 they never admitted to it argosy was committing fraudulent activity people who went to the dream center education holdings schools or education management corporation schools they should not have to pay their loans to these companies who fucked them over. Well, and the companies aren't even involved anymore. It's the loan loan uh loan companies who are, are making the money off of this now. Let's um Yeah, it's let's not forget, you know, a couple years back, ITT Tech closed. There was a lot of people that went to ITT Tech and that and University was University of uh, uh, was it University of Phoenix? It no, was God, no University of Phoenix is still ripping everybody off to this day. Um, yeah, there, there was, there's a lot though. When I had finally checked that list of closed schools to try to prove that I went to the Art Institute of Phoenix and that it closed on me, there was a lot. There was, there was like fifty plus schools on there that had just that had just shut their doors and affected tens of hundreds of thousands of students that are attending their campuses and they're just suddenly like, oh, sorry, we were ripping you off and it didn't quite work out in our favor and now we got to close. And ITT Tech was a was a big institution. I remember seeing that and uh, 
if you told me you went to ITT Tech four years ago, I would have been like, you know what the fuck you're doing. And it closed and it screwed over a bunch of students. And those students also, it was the same situation. But that kind of brings us back to somebody needs to make sure this is not happening. Is an ITT Tech still open? No. God, no. No, No, there's none. There's zero of those. There's still some art institutes out there, though, if you want to go get ripped off somewhere else. Yeah. (laughs) What's surprising about all of this as well was Cornerstone wouldn't forgive your loans. And at they were like, you could still go to the Art Institute. It's still open. Your school didn't close because Nevada's open. Mm. Why? They they paid no respect to your That's situation. Right. That's right. After we didn't. Having schools close twice on you. We didn't even touch on that. I had gotten a letter from right before, right before I got that phone call from the Department of Education that was like, please quit talking shit. Your loans have been approved for discharge. I got an email. Um,. I sent a complaint through FSA's website after all of this. I was like, maybe I can just directly go through there, explain my situation, and somebody with empathy is going to read this and be like, oh, this is wrong. So I explained my situation, and uh, I got an email back that had said, you know what, how about, how about we just read it? Let's talk about the weather while I pull it up. Ooh, that really brightened your face. <laughs> Your face looks oh. beautiful now. Oh, thank Not you. that it didn't before. Oh. You look beautiful. I think it looked really beautiful. Um, it's... Oh, yes. Oh, jeez. Get my headphones on the mic. If you yeah, could just hold that phone there the rest of the time. <laughs> is, the, <laughs> is the lighting that low now? It's been changing throughout the podcast. Yeah, the other, cam- those, the other camera's like pretty much dark. For those viewers who are listening and not viewing. <laughs> I have to go to a different secure website. So it's, oh God. So briefly, while while you search for that email, I want to talk about my degree. The situation that I had was I, I received, or I graduated from the Art Institute of Phoenix on March 23rd, 2017 was the official date that I graduated for the graduation ceremony, but I had actually graduated in December. So I don't even know what date I actually graduated because the ceremony was in March, but the graduation was in December. And I never received the official document that says I graduated. I've received, since then, I've received transcripts after emailing a variety of people for that. I emailed the Dean of Academic Affairs, uh, Gil Meha, for my degree. I emailed... Um, you know, let's see, Gil, Dean of Academic Affairs, uh, Cynthia, the Registrar of Phoenix. Um, and then we even attended, or I keep saying attended, but we, we went to the Art Institute of Seattle and I also attempted to retrieve my degree there and they sent me to somebody else who was overseeing what was happening in Phoenix. I think that was Cynthia. Maybe I emailed like at least five different people about it and called people and went in and it just, it never came to me. That was over a year. And since then I've uh, emailed dream center education holdings about it. And I, it's still nothing. I've heard nothing. 
Yeah, backtracking again to that email before before I ever actually got contacted by the Department of Education before everything was finalized after the AZ Republic article, after I had my name mentioned on Congress floor, I got an email from, um, it was when I contacted Ombudsman, um, Cornerstone's Ombudsman office, and it says, we're writing here to address the Casey field of the Department of Education regarding our account with Cornerstone Education Loan Services. If we understand correctly, you are seeking approval for your request to discharge your student loans due to a school closure. We're happy to provide clarifying information to you. In order to properly, verif properly verify the actual school you attended, your school reports to the National Student Loan Data System, the name and the specific code of your school. The school and code reported through to Cornerstone through the system is the Art Institute of Las Vegas. After thorough research, it looks like the Art Institute of Phoenix is a branch of the Art Institute of Las Vegas. And according to the closed school weekly monthly reports administered by the Department of Education, the Art Institute of Phoenix, the specific branch you attended, closed on, Dece on December 14th of 2018. Following closure details on this report, there's a section that gives student arrangements as to continue education. Oh, goodness. To continue education with their credits received at the Art Institute of Phoenix, the arrangement are as follows. Um, according to school officials, students who did not complete their program of study prior to the last date of instruction, students were able to transfer to an external institution through articulation agreement and art institute locations, including Atlanta, San Diego, Las Vegas, Tampa, Seattle, Miami. Um, and all the credit hours taken in the student's program were accepted at their new campus. And based on the guidance given by student official of your school, you were able to transfer to an external institution and continue your program. And for this reason, your closed school discharge application is denied. So I, I took that as um, they, they do not approve my loans because Vegas is still open and I can still attend Vegas. However, I am also certain that it, they had the paperwork that said I transferred to Seattle. And they were like, so you don't qualify because they couldn't look just just one step further that said I did go to Seattle, but it also closed on me and I have already received discharge from Seattle. Yeah. So I, I had basically just replied to the email reiterating FSA regulations stating that I didn't even have to transfer schools. I qualify for a closed school discharge regardless if there's other branches open and that I went to Seattle and it also closed on me and basically being like, should, do I need to drop everything and move to Las Vegas now? Is that the expectation? Are you going to be paying for my moving costs? And yeah, yeah, because suddenly, we already did this once before and it didn't work out. Seattle closed. Yeah, and suddenly depart the Department of Education cared and they were like, oh, um, yeah, you'll, you'll be forgiven. Don't you worry about it. Yeah, it's crazy. What do you think about all of it, being an outsider? Um, honestly, I never wanted, I mean, that's kind of a lie. I did kind of want to go to school when I was in high school, but my senior year, I kind of decided that, you know, I didn't have anything that I wanted to pursue specifically, and I didn't want to be essentially stuck in the situation Brandy was stuck in where I have a useless degree or... I went to school for something that I may not two years later want to pursue anymore. So I never wanted to pursue going to school in the first place. But I also think it's completely messed up that, you know, it went on for so long and that it's gone on for so long. And the 
to the point where just the only reason Brandy even got helped was because her name was said on Congress floor and because she was contacted by a reporter. Honestly, there should and, be more. And Thomas Goki, we we cannot let that pass. Like he he contacted Cornerstone directly with Brandy and said, "You're straight up lying to this student." So yeah, please, we got to give him credit. Please mind you, I did not. I uh, but Thomas Goki was not like this. Camera oh. is about to die. By the way, which one? Um, okay, I've got a battery charging. Okay. Just letting you know. Upstairs, though. As We're the just about useless done, camera in person that I am. Um, I, <laughs> You're not Tom, useless. Tom, I feel pretty useless sometimes. Thomas was not somebody who contacted me and then was like, for a low rate of blank, I can absolutely help you and represent you. He he did all this for absolutely free. He contacted me on his own time. He was calling Cornerstone with me on his own time. I did not I did not pay a dime to this man. He's like shout out to paying, empathy. If I'm paying anybody three hundred sixty dollars a month, it is Thomas Goki for getting me out of all of this life threatening debt. Thank you, Thomas Goki. We miss you. We love you. Yeah, it'd be interesting to have him on to to hear exactly what his perspective is on all this because I know he. Um, the only thing that I know about him is that he helped you, that he's involved with Debt Collective, and I saw a, a, a speech that he did uh, on Bernie Sanders' platform. I just think the scary thing is, is if it's happened here, it's definitely happening other places. Like, you mentioned University of Phoenix, and, I mean... It's a great school. I think, look into it. I well, think it's interesting how... The context as well, Brandy is one individual... There were thousands of people that attended these schools. Thousands of people have been dealing with this. And it only happened for you because there was political pressure put yeah, on. Yeah, how many people have just kind of like bit the bullet and just said, you know, fuck it. Like, I don't have the time or the, the money or the resources to, you know, get the situation solved. Like, like you mentioned, people are $200,000 in debt and they're just working at McDonald's or working anywhere or however they can because they have to fix a two three four year mistake yeah and it's not it's not fair to be given the promise that you're going to go to college you're going to get a degree and you're going to get a job and it's going to be better paying just for that to be false it's it's really not common sense that you can get a degree and it do nothing for you it's really not especially when you go specifically in your field you go to a trade school, you go to a specific hands-on location that's going to teach you everything you need to know in field experience and then to find out it didn't do anything for you. We don't yeah, we don't talk about That's kind of how I feel. We don't I talk about like, how going to college can be a huge waste of time. I feel like it was great up until I actually graduated and then I never received my degree. I couldn't find a job. I worked at a print shop for two years and that was sort of graphic design experience, but it wasn't actually graphic design because I wasn't doing graphic design. I was doing print operations. And since then, I haven't been able to find a job. Yeah, I've interviewed at quite a few places. It's it's really frustrating. They nobody cares if you have a degree from the Art Institute of Phoenix. Realistically, nobody. The more I'm finding, in the more I look in the field, the less I'm finding people with the horror story of I applied to a job and I don't have a bachelor's. It really does look like a portfolio is what matters. I I interned with a media company when I was still attending school, and uh, there it were, definitely does matter. There were people that they freelanced. 
that they didn't even hire to work with them because they didn't have the money to do that. They had, they had freelanced their animators because we don't have money to pay an animator in here. And they didn't ask the freelancer if they had a college degree and if they went to an accredited school, they looked at their portfolio and asked, can you do this? I could have been the freelancer. It just, it wasn't... The more I was in the field, the less I saw the degree as relevant. And I think that's disappointing because it was just drilled into me how significant it was going to be and how much it was going to change my life. And boy, did it change my life. Yeah, that's exactly why I only went for an associate's because I didn't want to rack up a ton of student debt, especially since the Art Institute was double the tuition cost of, say, ASU, uh, Arizona State University. It was double for an associate's. I was paying what a bachelor's would cost. So I was like, I, I, my, my parents wanted me to go to school. They wanted me to choose a school. So I decided, well, I kind of want to do graphic design. We'll go here. I'll get an associates and then I'll have a degree. What great good that did us. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely milking this. I, I, (laughs) I I, I do, I do blame you to the full extent because I, I was living, living out here in Idaho when I graduated high school. And I found did you another... You, did you just say you blamed Tyler? I did. I do. I do. And I'm explaining. <laughs> because I got accepted to a different for-profit university known as the New York Film Academy. I was accepted to their Burbank, California location. I remember that. And that's where I wanted to go. I was like, I'm going to throw hundreds of thousands of dollars. This school was like two, three times the cost of the artist. You were right next to LA. Yeah. And they yeah. were like, we are right next to Universal Studios. We're going to get you in you know, in-field experience, you're going to meet people in the field. And I was like, oh, yes. You know, I'm 18 and I'm going to be, I'm going to be making movies, guys. I'm going to be a movie editor. I'm going to be in the credits of the Marvel, Marvel films you watch. Yeah. I was hype. All the connections are in LA, Just right? Just to find yeah. out, uh, I didn't, I didn't qualify for the, uh, they didn't, FAFSA didn't fully cover um, a for-profit school like that. They were like, no, you need to take out some personal loans. I, my family doesn't have great credit. I don't have great credit. It didn't happen. And this guy here was like, well, I'm going to the Art Institute of Phoenix. <laughs> and so I moved out here with him and we went to Phoenix together. And yeah, here we are. Yeah, it was great until it shut down. <laughs> I don't really blame him. I would have went. I remember, I remember watching. Um, How are the cameras doing? This one's still dying. And this one's it's still dying. It's just got one bar. Yeah, it's flashing red at me. Oh. Well, that concludes your thoughts podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's we can been finish. flashing red for like a couple seconds. It's but. fine. We're, we're at an hour and six minutes, so we can oh, be wow, done. We've really been talking for an hour? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. This is a lot of shit to unpack. Yeah. I want to thank Carly for being our camera operator. You don't have to thank me. Don't thank me until you see the footage. <laughs> All right. It's got to be I'll better. I'll take your word for it because <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, you know what? Jay. I know the basics, sorry, Jay, but like the rule just, of thirds. I get that shit. It didn't happen on that one. <laughs> we love there you, was, Jay. We miss you. To be fair, it was stormy. Like, it's getting stormy now, but it was pretty stormy that night. There's been a couple that the video's been pretty bad. But I'm really excited for these french fries that just got left for us. Oh, no, I, I was eating those while I was recording, not going to lie about it. I was really scared Harley was going to eat them all. I'm like, no. Nope, I left, I left some for you. I thought about you. Don't worry. So thankfully, we leave this story on a, a happier note because Brandy's loans were actually forgiven. I do not owe. I was forgiven 
for $33,000 oh, of debt. Cat. So handsome. Of debt from the Art Institute of Phoenix. They, they admitted I went there. Can I help you? Floyd Air Cat makes a cameo in every podcast. He's every podcast. So handsome. Yeah, if you watch the videos, he's in almost every single one. Ooh, now my dog's going to make a cameo. Ajax, stop. That was me. All right. Before we get too carried away. Thanks for so, having me on. Um, I live in this house and I usually man the camera, so it's weird being Thanks on for the letting other side. me man the camera. I also live in this house. Yeah, thanks for being on. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, Don't just, be careful what college you go to, kids, is my, uh, my closing. Um, yeah, make sure you know what you want to do. Make sure your uh, university is not for profit and that it's not going to rip you off. Yeah. College may help you. It could. It could send you far in life. Um, if you're going to do art, though, just, just do it yourself, guys. Just do it yourself. To find more episodes of Your Thoughts Podcast, you can find us on Spotify, Google Play, uh, iTunes, Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, wherever podcasts are. We're also on YouTube. We have video format and audio format. Uh, there's a website as well. It's tylerbeck.design. And within that website, we have a landing page for Your Thoughts Podcast. That's also where you can find uh, the article about uh, the art institutes and our personal story yeah that we again, just talked about with some more some more context and all that research that you don't have to do yeah i'll include the website in the description it's in every podcast description so check it out thanks guys we'll miss you that concludes your thoughts podcast bye forever